Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Okay, today we're going to talk about debt prioritization and payoff, especially in terms of savings. So number one, let's sit down and let's talk about debts of all different types. We have student loan debt, we have mortgages, we have credit cards, we have personal debt, medical debt. I'm sure there are other ones, but those are the most common ones I think that I deal with when people come and need help with their finances. So with all of those debts, the ones that tend to be the highest interest are credit card debts and some personal and student loans vehicle loans can be cost prohibitive depending on your credit. So what I want you to do, if you're listening to this while you are driving, like I know a lot of you are, come back to this again when you have something that you can write with because you're going to have a little bit of homework again. I know I'm a really big fan of homework, but this will take you most likely less than 15 minutes to do and even less depending on how many debts you have. What I want you to do is I want you to take all of your debts, and I want you to list them out by what debt they are. So car loan, for example. And then next to that, I want you to put the interest rate. I want you to put the monthly minimum payment, and I want you to put the balance remaining. So for example, on my car, it would be Camry, 0%, $494, and then $9,000 so that you can see how much you have left to pay off, what your minimum payment amount is per month, what your interest rate is, and then what it's for. Go ahead and continue on down that line with a mortgage if you have one, with any credit card debts that you have, any student loan debts that you have, any personal loans that you have, lay them all out. I really like to do this in an Excel sheet. Um, You can do this with a piece of paper and a notebook. It does not have to be something super complicated. So the goal here is once you've laid all of them out, you can see what your highest interest rate debts are. So in general, if you don't have, you know, big goals other than to be like financially secure, right? Depending on what that means to you, that may look different to each of us. But if you're not looking to buy a house right now, or you don't have any really big life changes coming up, you just want your finances to be better and to be working for you more. What I would do is I would order those debts in order from highest interest to lowest interest. And then building off of last episode where we talked about any extra money that you have after you've gotten your income and expenses nailed down, you are then using for your debt payoff. And this applies to anything over about 7% in interest. So generally credit card debt, some car loans, some student loan debt, and some personal loans. You want to prioritize paying these off before you prioritize investing or generally saving really aggressively. I like to have a few months worth of savings set aside, and I'll talk about that in a later episode. But once you get that kind of bare minimum set aside, you want to be aggressively paying off debt where it makes sense. So things to think about when you're looking to pay off your debt. For example, My Camry loan that I just gave you all is at 0% interest. Part of me really wants to go pay that off. I have the cash available to do it. 
it makes no sense for me to pay that off because it is 0% interest. It costs me nothing for that loan. And instead, by investing that money, by using that money in my business, I am able to actually have a better return than I would if I were to go pay that loan off early. Now, what's an example of when I may not recommend that? I may actually say like, no, you should pay it off because you may be in the debt as bad camp. I'm not in the debt as bad camp. I am in the debt as a tool. We can learn how to use it most effectively and to use it so that it works for our lives the best, but debt is not inherently bad. It is definitely a tool that you should be using in your arsenal. And with that, debt can help you have really good credit to then be able to have debt to then be able to leverage for your lifestyle because it's kind of difficult to get a loan for an RV or a loan for a home or a loan for something else if you don't have an established credit history. And part of that is little loans or credit cards or having things like that from the get-go. So for those of you that maybe have been in the debt is bad camp, but are really interested or like, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to potentially be paying for a house and not paying for it in cash because again, relatively low interest rate. It doesn't make sense for me to pay for a house in cash when I could instead get a mortgage with a relatively low interest rate and be investing the excess. Now, the problem comes in if you don't invest the excess or you take on more debt or you take on more credit card debt. So that's where, again, you want to be taking what works for you from this. So giving that earlier example of my Camry, that's 0% interest. There are a few times when I would consider paying that off early. So if I were to be qualifying for a mortgage in the next six months to a year, my Camry is supposed to be paid off, I think, in about a little over a year and a half. If I was looking to qualify for a mortgage and I needed additional wiggle room in my budget, because houses have gone up dramatically in price, let's be really honest, and you want to have an ideal debt-to-loan ratio. So in general, let's say that you make $10,000 a month in your household. We're just going for really round numbers. And we'll say that in our household. We make $10,000 a month. A lot of times, most mortgage companies are willing for you to have up to a 55% debt ratio. So of that $10,000, 5,500 of it can be allocated towards debt of which your mortgage payment needs to fit inside. So if you have $4,000 in debt payments per month, which is where that spreadsheet comes in from the beginning. So let's say you have, I don't know, $1,000 in student loans, $1,000 in credit cards, $1,000 in a car payment and $1,000 in miscellaneous personal loans. That only leaves you a maximum of $1,500 for your mortgage. Now, in that case, what would be the most bang for my buck? If I knew I was going to be looking to qualify for a house in the next 6 to 12 months, I would look at my debts instead of the balance necessarily or the interest. I would look at the monthly payments and the balance remaining. So for me, my Camry loan is below $10,000 and it's a pretty hefty payment per month. If I pay that off, it costs me $10,000 or you know 9,000 and some change to pay it off early. And then I have an additional $500 back in my like available debt for the month, right? So in that example, that takes me from having up to a $1,500 mortgage to now having room for up to a $2,000 mortgage. Now, say I didn't have $9,000 on hand to pay that off. Say I only had $2,000. 
that's not going to really help me because I need to eliminate that payment from my debts. Decreasing the balance while it will help your credit score some is not going to make a difference in your total monthly debt payments that need to be paid. So sometimes in that case, it might be better to put a little bit of that towards a credit card to reduce your balance and help your credit score. It may be better to hold on to that as part of your savings, but that's something that you'd want to talk to a loan officer when you knew you were getting ready to look at purchasing. If you're not going to be able to pay the debt off in full before you need to qualify for the loan, then you want to get strategic about it in other ways. If you're not looking to qualify for a loan at this point in time, it makes no sense to pay off that 0% or in my case to pay off my existing mortgage, which is under 4% because I can make more investing. So for me, the things that I prioritize, I make sure that I am maxing out one of my retirement accounts, that I am contributing to savings, that I am contributing to a non-retirement investment account. I have a brokerage account that I contribute to and that I'm prioritizing credit card debt. I have one card that I have left to pay off, which is really exciting because it's been almost a five-year journey. But for me, having more available, having a home, being the primary earner, having more in savings, having more investments was important to me and to our household in order for us to have financial security. So I looked at the interest that was paid on that credit card debt as a fee for me to have more cash on hand. And again, it served me well. I don't hold any ill will against it. The credit card companies are in business to make money. I totally understand that. It's a line of credit with a little bit higher interest rate than I would prefer. So for me, that's the number one thing that I prioritize paying off. So looking at all of this and figuring out how debt and how debt prioritization works for you is really important because Well, someone might say, oh, you want to pay it off in this order and just knock it all out and debt is bad. It really depends. It depends on your personal goals. It depends on your financial goals. And I feel like I'm a broken record when it comes to saying it depends, but it does. So I want you to understand the reasons behind why you might take different actions, why you might pay a 0% loan off. Because again, I would never generally advise paying a 0% loan off. But for me, that's one of the easiest payments for me to knock out because the balance is low and it's a big payment and it frees up available cash flow per month for qualifying for a mortgage. So be thinking about what that looks like for you. If you're prioritizing paying debt off and the reason that I said debt above 7% is because in general, you've made this list, right? You have your Excel list or your physical written list. And it's ranked from highest to least um, expensive interest rates, right? And you're looking at it, you're like, ooh, okay. So I have, let's let's say you have a car loan and your car loan's like 2% interest. Doesn't make sense to pay your car loan off if instead of paying it off, let's say you have an extra $500 a month to be devoting to your car loan, right? Instead of paying your car loan off, assuming again that you don't need it for qualifying for a mortgage, that all of these other examples I've given are not relevant at this time. You just want to be making the most lucrative financial decision for yourself. I wouldn't pay the car off early. Instead, I would be investing, not saving, investing that money. Because in general, over a 10-year time span, the market has always 
trended upward, meaning that one of the easiest ways for you to be beating inflation, for you to be beating the interest rate that you are paying on your car is to have something that's earning more than your interest. So let's say that $500 that you have extra per month, you take it, you put into a regular savings account. You might get like 0.9% interest, right? That's not going to keep up. You'd be better off paying the car off. Let's say instead you invest it. You get a 7% return over the year. You've now made 5% more than you've paid in interest because 7% minus your 2%, you've increased by 5%. So in general, that's what I would be doing. Where you get into trouble is if you take that $500 and you either spend it on things that don't align with your financial goals, you put it in a regular savings account, you would be better off having paid that debt off then. But if you can invest it and have an average rate of return, 7% is very average, you'd be in a much better place. So anything below that 7% threshold, I generally recommend you be investing the extra unless there's a purpose. And same thing with mortgages. And we're going to, we're going to talk about mortgages a little bit today. And we're going to have, I have a surprise for you later on in a a different season. But as we're talking about mortgages, I want you to understand there is a psychological benefit. There is security that comes from having a paid off home, that comes from having a paid off car, that comes from being debt free. I acknowledge that wholeheartedly. Do I love the idea of having my house paid off? Yeah. I don't love it now as much as I used to, but when I was barely making ends meet, I valued having a roof over my head and having the security that came from knowing that my largest monthly payment would be gone. I would have property taxes. I would have utilities and I would have whatever food I needed to feed myself. That felt so secure to me at the time. The more wealth that I've built, the more knowledge that I've acquired, the more I've realized that for me, having a paid off house doesn't really hold the appeal, especially with an interest rate below 4%. There's no point in me paying extra to it at all for my financial goals. Because instead of paying an extra $1,000 a month to my mortgage and saving $80,000 in interest over the next 30 years, I'm just throwing this out there. That's not an exact figure, but that's one that came to mind. But it was a lot. It was like tens of thousands of dollars in interest and it would pay my loan off early. I'm investing $1,000 per month. That will save me significantly more or earn me, I should say, significantly more than it will save me in interest. Because again, that's 4% and I'm earning 7% and we are doing some really simple math here. We're going to say that it would earn me about $140,000 in investments or save me $80,000 in interest. 140 is a lot bigger than 80, which means that in 30 years time, and again, these are just numbers for numbers sake, I've made $60,000 more 
even after factoring my mortgage interest expenses in. So that's something to be thinking about. And now if I weren't to take that $1,000 a month and be putting it towards investments, if instead I were to go spend that money, which is super tempting, let's be honest, I would be better off paying my mortgage off early. But because I have automated those payments to my investments and I've prioritized those, I feel really confident paying the bare minimum on my mortgage. And if that changes in the future or it serves me to have the mortgage paid off, maybe because I want to go qualify for a second mortgage or buy a vacation home or something that just makes more sense for me, I'll absolutely entertain the idea of paying my mortgage off early. And there are people that I talk to that for them, the financial benefit the is not worth the mental benefit to them. So instead, they would rather have their home paid off. That, that security is so much more important to them. And that's not wrong. The whole point here is for you to know that either option is fine. And there's pros and cons to both. Not having a mortgage might let you retire early. It might give you the flexibility to leave a job. But having a mortgage and investing that money might give you more security in retirement. It might earn you more mathematically. I mean, generally it will. Neither of them is wrong. Switching paths partway through is not wrong. Doing what works for where you are now and then tweaking that plan as you need to is the most important thing that you could be doing for yourself. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.